Hi there, my name is Rebecca Waldron and I am a trainer with the International College of Professional Celebrants and I am a practicing celebrant. Hi, I'm Maxine Ward, I'm also a trainer at the International College of Professional Celebrants and I am a practicing celebrant. And we work together a lot, don't we, Maxine? We and we we train Ooh, we train yes. together and we have great fun. Um and one of the things that we um train in is uh naming ceremonies. And these are gorgeous ceremonies, aren't they? They are. They're absolutely lovely. And But I noticed you called it naming and not just baby naming. Why was that? Well, naming, um, it's a really good question. Naming ceremonies can apply to not just babies and uh, new children that arrive in a family through adoption or fostering, that sort of thing, but also for gender affirmation um, and lots of life events where we want to name things. So they're really lovely um, naming ceremonies. Um, If we focus on baby naming, I mean, they are really sweet aren't they really sweet very unpredictable (laughs) they're always um quite a a little chaotic but in a really lovely way and um i think a lot more people now don't don't actually want christenings either because they don't have a religious belief themselves Mm. or because they don't want to sort of impart any of their religious beliefs on their children and to give them the freedom but they they still want to have a ceremony to to welcome this little person into the world so if people aren't familiar with them what what goes on in a in a baby naming ceremony or any naming ceremony really yeah well um so with the naming ceremony the whole purpose is to it's a formal announcement of the name to the family the friends the community um and it's a lovely way of doing that where you can include all sorts of readings and poems and there might be some religious and spiritual input into that but without being in a religious setting Um, and the the child or children because sometimes there's more than one isn't there there's there's you know I've had up to three (laughs) I've had had up to three in one of my naming ceremonies Um, I've only had two, but that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, it's lovely because everybody is there to celebrate the arrival of all the, the arrival of the child or the completion of a family. Um, and that's really lovely. So to have the ceremony where there's an announcement of the names and really celebration of those names. So why were the names chosen? And that's really important part of the ceremony. So it could be, somebody just liked a name um, or they could have chosen names that that reflect heritage and culture and that's really beautiful part of mm. naming ceremonies have you had any unusual names in the ones that you've done um, I haven't had any unusual names but I've had children called after um, sort of political leaders etc etc so actually it can be, yeah it can be quite eye-opening because and and really that was for all extents and purposes them naming the baby after one of their heroes um if you want I haven't had a you know a superman baby or anything like that yet but you know so there's and and also they can name them after friends can't they or relatives and and beautiful bit is when they explain why um they've named them after because if the people are there Mm. that their the children are being named after it makes it beautifully 
uh, emotional, doesn't it? It's a really proud moment for uh, not just the parents, but for grandparents. And also, um, you know, at, at um, christenings, we would you know, normally expect there to be godparents, wouldn't we? But if it's a non-religious yeah. ceremony, what's the option there? Well, we have, oh, i tell you what, there's some of the options chosen are fabulous. So the, the normal option is for guide parents um, to be selected as opposed to godparents. But some of my families have selected godparents and um, some have called them fairy godmothers or, you know, fairy godfathers. <laughs> <laughs> I think originally when naming ceremonies started, um, you know, years ago, they, the guide parents were called supporting adults, which is very serious. Um, very serious. I know, but things, things have changed, um, thankfully. And um, it's just so lovely when you have guide parents come up and they, they make promises to the child, don't they? As well as the parents making their promises of love and commitment, mm -hmm. the guide parents do as well. Um and it's a really lovely moment. So whatever setting you're in, and which is another good point, you can be anywhere, can't you? Um, so whatever setting you're in, um, yes. you know, making your promises as a guide parent to that child is just gorgeous, really lovely. So what, what sort of settings have you been in? Yeah, um, the last one I did, well, I've been in parks and gardens. The last one I did was in Bath mm. in a, in um Royal Victoria Park in Bath at a little place called the Minerva Temple oh, which is just delightful and it's good for small ceremonies usually in good weather um because I think sitting down you could probably only get 20 people in there but this was sort of in and out because it was lovely but what they did is with the we introduced the guide parents and then we told everybody why they'd been chosen Right. You know, and it was because one of them was a, um, a friend of the father. But he was always a leveller and challenging, you know, um, challenge people's opinions so that that as a guide parent, he would pass that on. Okay. Um, it was it was very lovely because not only had they just introduced them, they'd been very you know, explicit about why they were chosen. Mm. So it's um, it, it's a great thing to be able to do. So let's because we're going to talk about can anybody do it and um mm. in a minute but i think we need to go back if you want to to the other types of namings so we did say sort of gender affirmation didn't we as well yes absolutely so that and that is um where a person who has gone through a transition from one gender to another um will declare their new name and their new gender and it's a really beautiful moment so much of the ceremony is the same, um, but at that point, that's when that person steps up. And, and it's not the celebrant who would then um, normally declare it, as you would for a baby. It, it's the person, and that's a beautiful moment. And quite often, you know, people will say, um, my new name is, and my new gender is, um, but my previous... Um, name person walks beside me and that's that's really uh -huh. lovely um really lovely moment so um but you can you can use a naming ceremony well for anything really it's 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 interesting also about who can perform the ceremonies isn't it i mean 
we 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 do that as celebrants um and in a religious setting it's ministers but i think you have to have the knowledge about how to manage these ceremonies don't you yeah i think so so you know the the ultimate answer is anyone can perform a baby naming ceremony but the other question is any is everybody able to yeah. do you understand the the structure do you understand where to get your materials mm. from so um do you know how to speak to the parents or the person um who's changing gender perhaps to get their story and the best out of them and then you know do you know how to construct that from end to end into something that that flows beautifully um, with the right music and the right readings and the people who want to be involved. In, do you want to do any rituals, for example, yes. anything like that? And I think that's where the proper training really, really comes in, doesn't it? And we have a lot of fun um, because we have a we have a pretend baby, don't we, in our training? Um, we have, we do have a pretend baby. So, <laughs> Called Elliot, and I love well, in order to make it realistic, there is a. <laughs> well, I love Elliot. You're not... She's not a real one. No, you're not so keen on Elliot. And the, the, the reason we're laughing is because uh, Rebecca's very fond of Elliot, and he's, he's you know he's, he's in a little knitted cardigan and hat and everything like that, and he totally freaks me out. <laughs> but I'm sure with time. You know, it's like having a phobia of spiders. I think, you know, the more I look at him and touch him, maybe the more comfortable I'll be. And perhaps in years to come, I might knit him. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> he'll, be with it. he'll be with us next time in yeah. New York. I know. Well, we missed him last time. So um, I wish I could say I was looking forward to meeting him, <laughs> but I'm not. But I am looking forward to coming. <laughs> I am looking, at, you know, forward to coming up to Yorkshire mm. because we've got you know, some fantastic people up that we're um, talking to at the moment yeah, that we're going to train. Absolutely. And we are going to um, tell them about naming ceremonies, aren't we, and read them some examples of ones yeah. that we've done. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's definitely one of your favourites, isn't it? You love a, you love a baby I love naming, a, I love you? a naming, um, just because, just, yeah, <laughs> normally very sweet little people. <laughs> and you know it's, you know you kind of you've got to think you've got to think on your feet but it's lovely yeah really lovely you do. <laughs> oh well it's been lovely to talk to you as always Rebecca you, you take care and to you and we'll speak again soon okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.